Thank you, Orla. Thank you, Luke. And thank you to the Royal Irish Academy for giving me the opportunity to be here today. And this wonderful day had the privilege to enjoy a little bit of a sun outside, and it's really wonderful. Let me uh, now uh, introduce the topic I'll be discussing that mainly is about openness. Without more qualifications, is about openness I'll talk today. And openness is the basis for the European research area, is the key concept of the European research area. We are in the middle of a big crisis. I don't need to underline this. And some of our countries are suffering a lot because of this crisis. And something that is missing in this crisis is which is the way out of this crisis. And certainly, research and education play a major role in the way out of this crisis. We are absolutely convinced that this is, and this will contribute substantially to the way out of this crisis. And for this, uh, we have been working for already some years, but now trying to push a quantum leap um, in the concept of the European Research Area. The European Research Area is a concept that means that in Europe, for knowledge, for researchers, we should work as if there were no barriers, no frontiers, no borders. And this is the essential concept behind it. So that all researchers can work here and in any place in Europe freely, pushing mobility, uh, that all the positions, all the staff positions in all our universities, in all our research centers are um, with a clear system of open recruitment, that we open the game to um, women much more than we do today, at, especially at the top levels, although here Orla uh, just contradicts my uh, statement, but she probably knows how hard it has been for her to be where she is. And that uh, in the field, in the, that the knowledge transfer, the knowledge travels across Europe as if there were no borders. And this is also the case for publications and for research data. And this is the basis of what um, we'll be doing, hopefully, with the open research, uh, the European research area. So this is this concept of openness that does not mean that the national research systems should disappear, but that the, rational, the national research systems should work in an open way, openly so that there is much more uh, cross-fertilization uh, among the different research systems. Open access here plays a major role because we know that, uh, and this is nothing I am discovering here, that for science to work, for research is always based in the work that others have been done, uh, been done before uh, the actual research. So that there is always uh, references 
And these references are very useful for the one doing research, even when it's very innovative, when it's <coughs> very <coughs> different from what has been done. Usually is looking at a problem from a different way, from a different perspective, crossing uh, disciplines and crossing um, knowledge. And for this, the access to the research that others have been doing is essential. So the better and the more we open, we give access to this knowledge, the better for science, the better for the researchers, the better for uh, industry as well. Industry, um, the fact that the industry have, or, or the, those who will apply the research, being products, being services, being policies, all these um, applications of research if these, uh, if these professionals at these uh, places can have quick access and open access to the output of the research, this is an essential advantage they will have. And why not um, opening it as well to the public, which in, in the end is the one who is funding the research, and although they are not, um, at least the public research, and although <clears throat> very often it's very difficult to understand the outcomes of the research, but some of it um, may be interesting for the public at large, and certainly for those having less uh, means to have access to this knowledge. So for all these reasons, we think that open access is a must. And the, um, this is nothing new. We've been working already with open access for a number of years. Um, but what we have seen is that the landscape is changing very quickly in the last, I would not say years, but even months. The, the situation is changing very quickly and very quickly for, I think, for the best. Um, the um, essential concept here is that, <clears throat> the, uh, that, that there are, as it were, three main principles here, and this is what we need to achieve very quickly. The first one is that we will all use and work with open access in Europe, um, in the next coming years, this, I think, should be something that we should not discuss any longer. The, the discussion should be not any longer on whether or not we'll have open access. I think that this should be set, established, and what we need to discuss is how we'll uh, go to this situation on open access, which how we'll work with this transition period towards fully open access in Europe. But I think that the concept should be set and not discussed any longer. The second principle is that today there are gold and green, roughly speaking, as the main two main options for open access. And that so far we need to have a balance between the two of them. And the third one, which I think is very important, is as a principle, is that all papers should be uh, deposited in repositories, so in which we can 
at least the metadata should all of them be accessible to everyone. And I think that with these three principles, we can build a policy. But these three principles should be not only in the framework program of research of the European Commission, but in all European systems, that we all share these three principles. Um, in, as you know, in our framework program, we've been doing this already for several years, since 2008, for at least 20% of the papers published <coughs> under FP7 have been funded, I mean, the, the costs are eligible. Uh, this was a pilot, but today we don't need to go through more pilots, but we need to really work very hard to have it that extended to <coughs> all the publications. And in the framework program, we need to be exemplary. And we need to be uh, exemplary, that is that 100% open access, balancing green and gold, so that while the, um, the, the, the contract with our researchers is still alive, the fact that, we're, that, that gold um, open access is an eligible cost, that means that in a way we support more uh, gold open access, but of course when the contract has finished and many papers are published after the contract is finished, then since it's very difficult to fund when uh, contracts are finished, then green should be uh, the rule. <clears throat> Otherwise it will be very difficult for the researchers to have funding, at least from um, ourselves as, as funders. And we think that this is a quite reasonable balance of gold and green. And we want to push this through the, the third principle of having repositories for all the metadata with OpenAir, which is one engine to search all the papers and even to have to be acting as repositories but many universities do have them, and the, the whole point is how to standardize them, how to make them uh, happen. Let me turn to uh, um, a difficult issue as well that um, is, has been these days, and it's very much discussed in the Commission and among the services and outside with each text and data mining. And text and data mining is, as you know, a technique that helps and may help has a huge potential for researchers. And um, the fact that we are fighting with those um, wishing to keep license, an individual license for text and data mining, it's certainly a big problem. And we'll need to deal with it um, in the coming uh, weeks and months to have an agreement on how to address this because we cannot uh, push for open access on one hand and then uh, having a, a contrary policy with the other when it comes to tax and data mining. So this is a big issue as well on which we need to have an agreement 
respecting the property rights of everyone, but understanding that it is essential for uh, research to have a TDM, a text and data mining, free <coughs> and free for everyone wishing to do research. So this is an essential concept on which we need to work um, and have agreements. And let me finish by saying a couple of things. One, on the huge um, area of research data. And this is an issue that certainly will not be easy, is not easy, is not easy, will not be easy in the future. But if anything is important in um, research today, and I think that we've seen that in the last couple of years and will certainly be the case today and for the near future, is the fact that we are producing exponential increases of data um, in the research when doing research. And we need to be able to manage this data. And in fact, the production of this data is the most expensive part of any research is producing uh, the data, finding the data, and, and, and then working with the data is not as expensive as producing them. Uh, usually you need uh, infrastructures to, to work with and, and to, to produce uh, these data. And then we need, of course, to work with them, to store them, to, to analyze, to reuse. But the fact that these data could be reused by others is a very important cultural change, and we need to foster this cultural change, providing incentives to the researchers to have all of us in our research this uh, culture of sharing data, of data sharing. And this is something that will not be achieved very quickly, but I think that with the good uh, and the appropriate incentives we can drive this change that I think is essential to boost research in Europe, in all the world. But we need to lead this change in Europe because we need the outcomes of research much more than anyone else in, in the world. We are in a difficult situation and certainly research can help us to go out of this um, situation. So, for research data, what we'll do in the framework program is a pilot, a pilot in which we will um, work on this um, culture uh, sharing of uh, data culture, <clears throat> in which we'll provide incentives for the researchers to, to go about this policy and <clears throat> in the end to see how it works, which are the the constraints, which are the problems that we need to take into account when uh, sharing uh, this data. This is, um, I think, a very important challenge we have ahead um, compared to um, the open access in publications. It would seem to us that open access in publications was a very easy task, and yet we are struggling with it and we are finding huge resistances, but with data the situation will be much more difficult 
especially because uh, people think that they will, or some people, some who are against uh, sharing data, th think or fear that they will be forced to share anything, and this is nothing um, that, that we have in mind, is those data that people will be, will like to use from others, there can be agreements, and we need to, to foster this culture, as I said. There are many details that we need to discuss um, for research as, as we need to discuss for the transition, as Luke was saying a couple of minutes ago. Um, we've been looking very carefully what you Irish have been doing in the field of open access. We think that this is exactly the policy you are following is what we like to see um, everywhere in Europe. I think that you are a good example on, on a good balance between gold and green, but certainly you, and as we do not have still all the responses to this transition <coughs> and to the next step to data and to tax data mining, so I'll be more than happy to have discussions here today to see how among all of us we can try to find, at least identify very well the questions and the possible options to respond to them. I look uh, forward uh, to this discussion. Thank you very much for your attention.